Welcome to Where Will You Go, the FBC Tullahoma Missions podcast where we ask our members and our listeners the simple question, where will you go as we seek to advance the gospel message of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God from here to the least reached peoples on planet Earth? Today in the pod, we have with me my trusty sidekick, Michael Martin. We're going to continue thinking through how we can be a part of the mission through praying, through giving, and through going. Don't turn us off, but today we're going to talk about giving. We hope you'll stick around. Well, Michael, you're back. Oh, yes, I am. I think people like it when you're back. I, I hope so. I hope so. If not, they're turning us off right now. Oh, if if the word giving was not enough, yes. the word giving. When you talk about giving, people turn you off. And you have to admit, if you've been here while I've been here at First Baptist, um, we haven't talked about giving a whole lot because we haven't had to talk about giving a whole lot. When God works in people's hearts and in lives, they respond. They respond by giving and by being faithful stewards. And I think when they see, this is totally not about missions, but this is just about church, uh, church period. I think when they see a ministerial staff that is being are attempting to be very good stewards with their money, it frees them to give too. Instead of, you know, just constant spending on frivolous things or treating the church budget like it's a Christmas wish list and just uh, spending money frivolously. I think when the church sees its leadership being good stewards, faithful stewards with what they give, then they're more uh, apt to give. And I remember in one of our last meetings we had, the treasurer reported that um, 50% of what comes in to First Baptist Church goes out. Wow. And that's That's a pretty big... That's a huge number. Pretty big number. So it doesn't stay here. It doesn't go into the minister's pockets or to keep up the buildings. It goes out from here to, we hope, the least reached peoples on the earth. We we uh, we give through multiple ways. So we're going to talk about giving today. Last time, you heard us talk about praying. As we think about how you can be a part of the mission, so you can go, obviously. And we talk about going a lot, but but the sending side of that is as important because without the senders, you can't have goers. Um, so part of sending is praying, and we talked about that in our last podcast, just some scriptural basis for praying and some practical ways that we pray for missionaries, not anything you know that's right or wrong. or We don't have the monopoly on that, but just how we pray for missionaries. And then today we want to talk a little bit about giving. The G word. The G word, giving. <laughs> so I was reading just this past week in Second Corinthians, and this stood out to me. Now, if you know me, you know that I'm NASB only. Oh, my. New American Standard Bible is the Bible that you should preach out of. Um, and I do preach out of the NASB. I believe it's the most literal word-for-word translation. That may be a podcast for another day. We can bring on a KJV only person. We could argue. <laughs> Um, that would be entertaining. It would be entertaining. So that doesn't mean that's the only one I read. So usually when I read through a Bible in a, in the year, I shift translations. So I've read CSB. Um, I've read the American Standard. I've read uh, the ESV. I'm currently reading <clears throat> the NLT. Whoa. The New Living Translation. Um what, whatever you think about that, it is what it is. But some of the ways that they translate things kind of makes you 
think about it um, a little harder. And that's why I shift translations. I don't want to get caught up in in having all of it memorized, you know, and this is the way I hear it. I want to think at, think through a different lens. And I kind of did that when I hit 2 Corinthians 8. And I want you to just hear Paul as he's writing to the church at Corinth. In 2 Corinthians 8, beginning in verse number 11, he says, Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning being matched now by your giving. Now, I could just go on there as we talk about opportunities to give, uh, opportunities to support missionaries. When you hear the spill, you may get excited. You may feel burdened. You may pick up the card. You may think, I'm going to support this missionary. I'm going to put their prayer card on the board. I'm going to send them some monthly support. And then you stick that little card in your Bible or you see their newsletter and you you plan to go back and read it and you plan to go back and set up the giving and then what do you do life happens and then you go on about your business you kind of forget about it you might see it in passing and think oh I need to do that and next month their newsletter comes out and you just never get to the giving mm-hmm. and I think that's what Paul was saying there. he's like you know you were eager when you heard about this and now you need to f- follow through you need to let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving in other words put your money where your mouth is and then in verse number, uh, in the latter part of verse number eleven, this is this is what stood out to me. He said, "Give in proportion to what you have. Give in proportion to what you have." And then verse twelve, whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. Whatever you give is acceptable to God if you give it eagerly, and give according to what you have, not what you don't have that stood out to me because a lot of times when we think about giving we automatically put that 10 percent number on there you know it's a tithe right right? we want to give a tithe and if i'm making five hundred thousand dollars a year as long as i'm giving fifty thousand we're good and i may be living in a half a million dollar plus house i may be driving fancy vehicles i may have designer clothes i may be members of the country club i may be members of the hunting club i may have a bass boat and four-wheelers and Tons of extra expenses that uh, the vast majority of the population doesn't have, and yet my conscience is clear because I give 10%. And Paul's not saying give 10%. Paul's saying you give in proportion to what you have. So if you have a lot, then you should give a lot. If you don't have as much, then you're not expected to give as much. You need to, instead of looking at the 10% marker, I think we need to stop and we need to look at how much do I have here? What do I have? What am I supposed to be a steward of? And if I believe that heaven is real and hell is hot and eternity is forever and that what I'm looking into as far as missionary, ministry, church budget, whatever it is, if I think this is worthy, I need to measure what I give based on what I have. So maybe we need to be looking less at our tithe envelopes and more at our luxuries that we have throughout our homes and say, how can I give more in proportion to what I have? Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm, I'm tracking with you there. Um, we see the Apostle Paul, like he, you mentioned, he said, give eagerly. Um, how do you think that relates to, to what you're saying as far as give eagerly um, and with what you have? I think you can be guilted. This is, we're... we're impromptu here spontaneous we're just talking about the word so don't go back and check me with your commentary but but really i think 
when you read that, you see he's not just saying, let me guilt you into giving, and you, you give grudgingly. Um, you need to look at what you have and then be excited about giving. I mean, if we believe heaven's real, hell's hot, and eternity's forever, and the cause that we're considering supporting is worthy, then we should be eager about giving. It's not, it's not like we're flushing it down the fast food train. You know, we go through the fast food place, and we're dropping $30, $40 a week on fast food. We go out and eat at restaurants, and we're dropping money there that's not necessary. We have Dish Network, Netflix, Amazon Prime, high-priced cell phone bills. We're always spending money eagerly on things that we find pleasure in. But if we find pleasure in eternity, we should be eager to give. And it goes on into 2 Corinthians 9. He kind of answers that, I think, in 2 Corinthians 9. He says, remember this. Um, He says, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully and maybe eagerly. If you're cheerful, you're eager. Right, right. God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. You know what that means. It's our book of the month. And it's the first Monday in November, so we have a brand new book. And the name of the book is, it's not a new one, it's an old one, but it is... Let the nations be glad by John Piper. Psalm 67, verse 4. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. What would cause the nations to be glad and sing for joy other than knowing Jesus Christ? John Piper sets forth a God-centered, God-glorifying mission endeavor to make worshipers of all the nations in his book let the nations be glad we want to encourage you if you've not read that book why don't you pick it up why don't you read it it's our book of the month let the nations be glad by john piper All right, Michael, we're talking about giving, and we just read Paul's statement in 2 Corinthians 9 that God will produce a great harvest of generosity in you. What were you thinking? What were you going to say? Yeah, I was thinking, well, how do I know how much to give? I mean, the Bible tells us we're to give generously, we're to give uh, with with joyful hearts, and so uh, do I not need to give a tithe? We, we mentioned we're not bound by the tithe. So how do I determine how much to give? And is it wrong for me to have those four-wheelers, to have those boats? Um, uh, help me out as far as how much. How much is too much how and much, how much is not enough? Yeah. Is, yeah. There, is there too much? Can you give too much? Can you give too much? Well, I think we saw in Acts <laughs> chapter 2 and 4 people selling all their junk. And giving it all. Mm. I have not done that lately, have you? No, I've not. I've heard Jesus tell the rich young ruler, sell everything you have, give to the poor, and come follow me. I've not done that either, have you? No, I've not. Well, we're disappointing the tens of tens of people that listen to our podcast right now. (laughs) That's right. You you know, and I don't want to make light of that because God may call us to give way more than we're giving now. 
and probably is calling us to give way more than we're giving now. But I think it's very unique that in the New Testament, you do not see the answer to your question. And I think it's intentional that, that Jesus didn't say, all right, buddy, you got to give 10% of every dollar you make or you're not a real Christian. Is it a good standard? Is it a good policy? Sure. I think it's great to, to start there. But is it New Testament biblical to say the 10% tithe is what you give? I don't think we see that in the New Testament. I think Jesus leaves it vague because he wants us to know him. He wants us to love him. He wants us to feel what he feels and to be burdened for what he's burdened for. And when we feel what he feels and we're burdened for what he's burdened for, he will move us to give generously and he will move us to give liberally and he will move us to give cheerfully. And I I don't think there's a number on there, and I think that's intentional because we need to sort that out. And when it comes to four-wheelers and all that kind of good stuff and boats, and I mean, we all have too much stuff. I don't think there's a person in the West listening to this podcast right now, myself included, that would say, we don't have way too much. And we've been weeding through stuff and clearing out a whole lot of stuff because we're moving. Right. And, and we now have less than we did have, but we still have too much. Right. So I think it's a constant. Jesus said, be on guard against all covetousness. And I think he's telling us, you've got to always be on guard against covetousness because we're always going to want more. We're always going to see something. And we always have to be pushing back on that. And it's a, and it's a process. It's a, it's a trajectory that we're on. Which, which trajectory are you on? Which trajectory are you going, Michael? I'm not oh, putting yeah. you on the spot. <laughs> That's right. Michael's just yeah. just looking at me in silence. Yeah, I mean, I was I'm just, wanting you to help just, us. Just under conviction there. I mean, <laughs> we all have so much stuff now. What a, we need to sell it all. I, yeah, it's uh, it reminds me of that scripture in in Matthew chapter six, I believe. Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, and he talks about uh, storing up treasure. Where are we going to tr- store up treasure? Are we going to store up treasure here on this earth? And what happens to all the stuff on this earth, right? It, it burns up. It burns up. And are we going to store it for treasures in heaven that last for eternity? And he talks about where our treasure is, um, there our heart will be also. Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting that uh, a lot of times our heart follows that which we treasure. What I mean by that is if we invest a lot of money into something, our heart then becomes... Uh, want to mm-hmm. consumed with that thing. And so if I put a lot of money in a certain stock, I'm going to love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be making sure that stock, uh, does good and checking it and being consumed with it. Well, what if we, with our hearts invested in those eternal things, those things of God and missions and God seeing God's kingdoms grow and his church being built throughout the nations, people being reached, uh, the unreached hearing about Jesus and as we invest our resources, our money in that, I believe our heart will follow uh, and find uh, delight in, in in those things. Where your heart is, or where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So, right. Right. Well, I, there was an article that um, I found several years ago, written by a friend of mine named Jim Elif, and I think I've used this several times, and I just want us to process through these real quick because we think it because you're asking this question like what do you give how much do you give and there's not an answer and I just think he does a really good job of um I think he does a really good job of answering 
that question for us. Um, I'm trying to find it real quick. I have it on my phone because it's... Pastor Kevin and his technology. Yeah, that's not a, ever a good sign. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, you're going to have to talk a minute, Michael, until I can find this thing here. We have a special guest with us here as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably not going to say anything. He's just listening in there. That's We're right. training him up, the next generation. That's right. That's well, I can't right. find the article now. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to... Maybe I'll have to give that one yeah. at a future date. I thought I had it. I thought I used it in our study of Luke when I talked about the rich young ruler. Right. And I know that I did, and um, that's not it. Right. So if you give me just, I'm, I'm fixing to find that's it. That's okay. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that, about giving and just the simple truth of uh, that everything's the Lord's as well. We need to remember that. Um, Psalms, I believe it's Psalms 24. I have my Bible right here. Uh, verse number one says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Mm. So God owns it all. And, it's uh, his anyway. Yep, it's his anyway. And he's entrusted us with so much, as you mentioned. We have so many things that um, how can we use those things for his glory and store up those treasures in heaven? All right, are you ready? This you is how we're going to wrap it up. This okay. is how we're going to wrap it up right okay. here. Okay. These are just principles. Do not buy. These, these are things we can kind of set as our gauge to help us not get caught up in covetousness and reevaluate how much we give, and it's going to be convicting. So put on your big boy pants, okay? Do not buy anything that you cannot give away. Hold it loosely. That's a pretty big one there. And, I mean, Jesus tells and tells us in Luke 12, 30, 30, 34, sell your possessions, give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, Michael, there will your heart be also. We just talked about that. So don't buy anything that you cannot give away. Number two, stay totally out of debt. I know that's... Uh, Sound like I all of a sudden sound like Dave Ramsey, didn't I? Dave Ramsey. But you know, it's important. Like we get caught up in student loan debt, we get caught up in mortgages, we get caught up in car payments, we get caught up in all of this debt, and then we're basically enslaved. In Proverbs twenty two seven, the rich rules over the poor, the borrower is slave to the lender. So owe no one anything but to love one another. Romans thirteen eight. Stay totally out of debt. That may be a process you have to get into, but get into the process. Number three, save. According to God's direction, so there's nothing wrong with saving as long as we do it with God's direction, but be willing to give it all away at his direction. Uh, he says in Matthew 6, do not lay up for yourselves treasures in he- on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves not break in and steal. Yeah, I think it's so easy to see our money as security. Mm. A lot of people... If I have money, I feel good. I feel safe mm-hmm. instead of trusting in the in the Lord. That's becoming evident in my life. Yeah. I'm realizing my security may have been in money more than the Lord. When you step out and say, hmm, that paycheck's not going to roll in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Give the Pastor Kevin. Yeah. Number four, <laughs> pray for others' needs only if you are willing to be the answer. That's a good one. Pray for others' needs only if you're willing to be the answer. Proverbs twenty eight twenty seven. whoever gives to the poor will not want, but he who hides his eyes will get many a curse. So, hey, what good does it do to say, be warmed and be fed and pray for them if you don't give them a coat? That's in James, right? Mm-hmm. Pray for what others' needs only if you're willing to be the answer. Number five, 
look for opportunities to give. And that goes back to giving eagerly, eagerly, and then joyfully. Number six, fight against covetousness. Luke 12, 15, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And then lastly, strive to be content with whatever God chooses to provide. Paul said in 1 Timothy 6, 8, if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. Wow. Mm. I know we live in a different time. If we had just food and clothing, Michael, uh, CPS would come take our children because <laughs> we would have no roof over their head, no power, no water. Mm. And we live in a world where Internet is virtually necessary to to flourish in our context, unless you're Amish. But contentment with what God gives us, knowing he's sovereign and he owns it all, so he can, he can provide is important. So as we give, we need to give cheerfully. We need to give generously. We need to keep our eyes on eternity we need to be fighting against covetousness and seeking to live by principle rather than by law and rule and draw near to christ throughout the process and as we give we give to our church the church passes it on you are going to be mr southern baptist and tell us about the cooperative program and lottie moon and all those opportunities that we give but we're really pretty much out of time michael so i'm sorry but when you give your money does go to support the cooperative program your money goes to um, support our International Mission Board missionaries. And then as you give to Lottie Moon, that money goes to support those missionaries. That's coming up next month. Go ahead and be praying about and thinking about what you're going to give to support these missionaries uh, with the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. We may talk about Lottie in December. What do you think? That will be great. Because I bet you most of these people don't even know nothing about Lottie, do they? Mm. Do you know about Lottie? I know about Lottie. You know about Lottie. Do you, do you know about Lottie? <gasps> He's not going to talk to us. Okay. We might talk about Lottie in December, but as you give in December, it all goes to the International Mission Board missionaries. And then as you think about uh, all the organizations out there, World Help, Compassion International, these organizations that take care of children, and then missionary opportunities that you know or missionaries that you know and that you've encountered that you can support, like Kenya Care, and that's involved in our church and in our partners here at First Baptist, you can give to. Multiple, multiple ways you can give, and we could all give more. So... Be pushing back. Be pushing back. Yep. There's a lot of great opportunities, and uh, whether it be with Southern Baptists, other different mission organizations, but the main thing is to realize is when you are investing in God's kingdom, you're making the best investment you can make because, as we talked about, this, you're making an investment in eternity and not in something that will ultimately rot away, dust will collect on, but that which will make a, a difference for all time. And so um, have to remind ourselves to let go of those things so hard sometimes to trust God with our stuff and with our money, but ultimately um, just have to give it to him and say, God, uh, give me eternal eyes. Give me uh, eyes to see the needs around me as well as, uh, God, you've entrusted me with this. Use it for your glory and help me to give generously with what I have. Amen. Next time, we're going to talk to you about going. We hope you'll be here for that one. Thank you, Michael, for joining me today.
And thank you for joining us today on Where Will You Go? The FBC Tullahoma Missions Podcast, where we ask you, where are you going to go? And we want to remind you, if you've not gone yet, to go down that mission hallway, check it out, poke the kiosk, look on those video screens, listen to those testimonies, check out the five tiers of missions. Hey, download the Joshua Project app on your phone. Pray for the Unreached People group today. And we hope to see you next time. Until then, God bless.